quick shout out from our sponsor, Share ID. Are you trying to boost conversions to your Shopify store? Need to drive more customer loyalty? Get results fast by offering exclusive discounts to consumer communities with Share ID. Share ID helps verify students, teachers, military, first responders, and so much more of these groups. With Share ID, you'll get a verified match in seconds. And you can spit out an exclusive discount for customers on the spot. Try speaking directly to a new customer segment with this verifiable identity without adding friction to the shopping experience. Continue to drive incremental revenue in the next 90 days post-purchase with more tailored messaging for your email and SMS campaigns. I personally tested ShareID to see just how easy it was to get it set up, and I was pretty much ready to go in under 15 minutes. The onboarding was simple enough for me to follow as a non-technical person. Go to shareid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Once again, that's shareid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. How do you evaluate the performance of an ad besides just, oh, yep, ROAS is good. ROAS up, <laughs> like green light, go, keep spending. What are the, some of the metrics? How do you evaluate some of this stuff? With creative, it's all about soft metrics. And like, obviously I'm going to look at purchases and that's important. However, um, in terms of soft metrics, like I'm looking at thumb stops. So three second video views divided by impressions, how many people see the ad and stop to look at it for three seconds. Um, hold rate, um, basically I th I'm pretty sure that's like, uh, going through, like, are we holding them to like 25% of a video and like getting them past that thumb stop? It's that first little bit where we're, okay, we're actually holding them. Hello, this is e-commerce uncovered. I'm your host, Matt Lady. Twice a week, I speak with guests, experts, and enthusiasts to share tactical and practical information about how to grow your D2C brand profitably. Today's episode is with a media buying creative strategist and ad creative creator. She's freelance consulted for dozens, if not more brands over the last few years, as well as supporting a very well-known, popular, awesome, paid private community of the Foxhold founders. Please welcome Courtney Alexander. Courtney, why are we going to talk about ad creative today? What's the deal with ad creative? Man, you know, creative, number one, it looks cool. And it, you get to have so many levers that you get to pull. But my biggest thing with creative is that you can have the best audiences and the best targeting and the best manual bids in the whole world, but the customer only sees the creative and that's all that they know, all that they see. And that's their first entrance into the brand. So in my opinion, it's really the most important part um, because that's that's the front door to your entire brand. So without good creative, you're never going to convert or be profitable in ads. Yeah. So it's, the, it's the, I like that. It's the public facing thing, especially on Twitter and us marketers who are like, what's the right settings, campaign structure and strategy and bid type and all this stuff. And like that's secondary to the ad creative, the copy, the headline all that stuff so i'm glad uh i'm glad you mentioned that um i <laughs> share that sentiment quite well uh with you so how has paid social ad creative evolved over the last few years that is a great question you know i think one of the best things that i love about what we do is that it's always changing and so there's no there's no chance you're going to get stagnant because as soon as you know that this is best practices it's not, um, you know, a good example of this is back in the day, you know, we always had to check ad creative for, um, if it was less than 20% text and we had the little, little checker tool to make sure. And then, and then now it's like, 
exclusively text. And it's just like the way that people's, um, you know, mindset changes. And I think, especially with like the growth of TikTok and reels and like that completely has changed the, the customer and the way that they intake content to where, um, social media really isn't social first anymore. It's really entertainment. I know we talk a lot about like infotainment and, um, connecting with them, but like people aren't necessarily following the brands that they love on so on organic social media. I still think there's a place for organic social. I got started in organic social, so it's always has a near and dear place in my heart, but, um, that's not how people are connecting with the brands that they like and care about anymore. That's why retargeting is important to previous customers. Um, and so really how it's changed over the years is not just, uh, consumer psychology. I know that's a big keyword that we talk a lot about right now, but also just social media in general um, and, you know, catching people's attention and, um, you know, videos for a little while were like, it's only videos, videos are great. And then it was like, well, wait, like photos have lower CPMs and photos can still work. And now I think the biggest thing is just differentiation to where there's not necessarily one best layout, one best placement. It's really doing multiple different placements because every person is so different and the way that they intake content is so different generations taken content so different and so giving them that variety can really help to boost your brand and kind of get you to the next level in terms of creative yeah i think uh i think it's really great and i need to reiterate one of your first points is how it always changes and there's no way you could have predicted tiktok or shorts or reels four or five years ago this is a whole new well, maybe really, really smart people could, but but like for the most part, uh, this is brand new. And the last few years, it just came out of nowhere. They're not teaching this in school or college yet. There's a bunch of guru courses. Like there's all this, these people like talking about this sort of stuff, but it just changes so quickly. And so I'm glad you're here for the change. And I liked how you talked about the different formats and how different people consume content differently and you need to kind of try it all and see kind of what works for your brand so i think um i want to follow up with how are you kind of learning and how are you kind of keeping up to date on this stuff obviously you're doing work with brands you're actively in the trenches and involved but since there isn't a TikTok college or Reels college or ad creative, you know, uh, one ad creative course, like how, how are you continuing to stay connected and involved and leveling up as these things change? Yeah. I mean, even if there was a best course ever, it's going to change so quickly that it's just, there's no way to keep up. I mean, we just not to like, you know, promote this, but like, we just, we just launched a course with Foxwell. And I did a two and a half hour segment on creative, but, um, which I'm super pumped about. So excited. It's so good. However, we have a plan to update it every quarter because we know that come Q2 of next year, it may have some of the same best practices, but it may not. And so I think that's really important in terms of learning. Um, but like to get back to the main question, man, always be testing. (laughs) That's what I've always kind of like just use that as like a guiding factor in my ad buying. One of the things that I love about what I get to do is that I get to be an ad buyer, but I also get to be that creative strategist. And so for me, I get to create the creative or direct the creative or ask for what I need, or I get to really 
ideate and strategize that process, but then I get to place that ad and I get to see the results and I get to pick what uh, metrics I get to look at. And a lot of times I think that's where there's a big roadblock in creative strategists and ad buyers is that they're not communicating or influencers or UGC creators and all of those things is that they don't know what they don't know. And they don't know that the thumb stock is bad. They don't know that the hold rate is bad. They don't know that people are getting bored at second 12 and then they're scrolling on. And so being able to really like bring those two together is what makes my job really fun, I think. Um, and, you know, I get to create my own creative. So like I do creative for a lot of my own brands. I'll do some, um, you know, for other brands as well, but I get to know what works. Um, and so like I, this, which is really how I got started in doing creative. I was like, okay, I'm really frustrated because I can't get what I want and I know what I want and it's just not working. So I was like, all right, screw that. I'm going to make it myself. And so I had my clients send me product and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Um, and so being able to like test that, I can also like edit my own creative. And so making iterations of that, I'm like, all right, this hook is really good, but I'm losing viewers, you know, in seconds four through 10 or whatever it may be. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to use this same hook and I'm going to do a different video. Or like for one of my brands, I sat down and filmed 30 hooks in one setting and just gave them four seconds or three seconds, 30 times. And it was just completely different. And then that way, like we had a, we have a video editor. And so we got to use those hooks with different creators. And then it was a UGC mashup. And then we used those hooks with some of my content, those hooks with B-roll. And so like really being able to have that information allows you to test because you're never going to know what does or doesn't work unless you test. Because as ad buyers, I know we've all experienced this where you're like, this creative is like so good. I'm so excited about it. I spent four hours making this or my career, or I paid so much money for this. And like, I'm so pumped. And the thing freaking bombs. Like, it's just not good. And you're like, I'm going to put more money behind it. I'm going to put it in new audiences. And like, the thing is terrible. And then you'll have one, another an ad buyer, uh, shout out to Barry, who always says make ugly ads. And I mean, I think that's just so relevant because, and I know we'll probably get into this throughout the podcast, but like people want things that resonate with them. And, and a lot of times like we can hypothesize all day long with all of the information and all of the expertise that we have. But at the end of the day, humans aren't robots and they're never going to do what you want them to do. And so sometimes the most terrible creative is what works best. And I think one of my favorite stories about this, so I got started in ad buying back in like 2016 and Foxwell was actually my ad buyer. So I was in house and we had hired him. And so he essentially has like taught me how to do everything since back in the day. And this was like a little bit previous to like UGC really being like the buzzword and kind of before that. And we, um, so I was working at the Grand Ole Opry, a music venue in Nashville. And we were promoting tours because you can tour the venue. You know, there's also shows, but you can tour the venue. And the best tour ad that we have was the most terribly lit, probably like an iPhone 4 photo of the stage. And it was just like the most terrible, like some like old boomer probably took it. And like, oh, it was so bad. And that ad was like at a... Granted, this was also pre iOS 14, pre all of this. And it was like at a 10X consistently. 
and I'm doing, and we're just like, what? And so, but then like, I would go take more pictures and I would like, you know, use a good camera or I would like adjust my little lighting on my phone. And like that ad just did so well. And I think that's like the driving factor of like a cool story of people want to see what they will see in real life. People want to see a photo that they might take. People want to envision themselves as a part of the creative. And so like, obviously 2016 was such a long time ago, but like, I think that's really where consumers have been to because there's just so much Instagram versus reality. There's so much Photoshop. There's so much editing in life. And like, that's why like brands will create like non-Photoshop campaigns because people are just so tired of fake. And that's, I think, in my opinion, why Reels and TikTok have really come to the forefront because it's really hard actually to edit a TikTok in a way that is super professional. Like the way that the editing features are like, unless you're going to export it, edit and edit it in premiere, import it, export it. Like that's just too hard. And I think the way that it works now is like, people just want to see authenticity and that's what TikTok is giving them. And that's what kind of like Instagram is morphing into. And it's just, it's all about real. And I think that's where, um, how creative has really changed over time is that like polished stuff, it might work maybe like product, like shopping and like kind of going to the like DPAs or like those types of things. But for the most part, like people just want to see what they're actually going to get. And they, when they receive the product, they want to be like, yep, this is exactly what I thought it was. Yeah. Well, that was amazing. And I have so many follow-ups and <laughs> uh, things to go back Sorry. into. No, <laughs> love it. You were so excited. I was just like, I'm going to let her roll. Uh, so I think three things. First thing is um, this is all for paid social. And so it's important to remember that we're talking about one advertising channel or this, you know, medium like TV. If you try to put UGC on a TV ad and you're going after 50, 60, 70 year old people, they're like UGC is different. <laughs> they have the testimonials and it obviously looks like an ad and that's what they grew up with. That's what they're so used to. Uh, that works for them. So it all kind of depends on the medium, the brand, the product, what audience you're going after. So uh, just wanted to like add that in because I love what you're saying. And then number two was... Number two was talking about thank God I have an editor. <laughs> Thinking is hard, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh Silo, make sure you edit this part. Thanks, bud. Um... <laughs> wow, okay. Hold on. <laughs> It's all so good. I was thinking of question one and three, and then I forgot number two. So, <laughs> um, yes. Okay, I got you. All right. Three, two, one. You're talking about the metrics that you look at. You're that you're the media buyer and the ad creative strategist. You get to connect the dots for yourself. And you're talking about how you couldn't do that previously with some, like, in certain situations. So, what you kind of alluded to it, hook, 